In this special episode, recorded during our third and final writers group, we talked shop, writers workshop, with Tom Romano and Reggie Routman. Tom is the author of several books on writing, including Write What Matters for Yourself for Others. Reggie has also authored many professional literacy resources for educators, most recently Literacy Essentials, Engagement, Excellence, and Equity for All Learners. So get out your notebooks, settle in with a favorite beverage, and soak up the wisdom from two excellent teachers of writers and writing. Uh, but again, feel free to chime in of any questions you have, or if you want to piggyback for, for Tom or for, for Reggie. But, and you both spoke to this just now, which is great. And in your pieces that I shared out too, involve story. Is that a great place to start with writing? Or, or do you see it as more than just a tool for, for your own writing purposes, I guess? And I'll start with Tom on that. There is very little I write that doesn't have story in it some way. You know, if I'm, if I'm writing like that uh, uh, piece about the giant, you know, came to night the giant visited Riz. I mean, it's pretty much all story, except I think the last part in the last paragraph in that version of it, did I say about giants all around us and teachers? I guess there I'm being a little bit uh, uh, expository, but I just, I think I can't imagine writing anything that doesn't have a, at least a kernel of story in it because, you know, st stories appeal to us all. Uh, they they are how we know the world, and I mean, as you know, you think about that uh, the trial that just ended. Um, you know, there were two two stories, two arguments, but here's a story of how this went down. Here's another story of how this went down, and uh, I just, for me, it's just um, a story is bedrock. I would I wouldn't yeah I, I guess that's why I always. Um, when, when the Common Core Standards came out in Ohio, well, I guess they were nationwide and then they got rid of them and then pretty much states just used them anyway and called them uh, their own standards. They, they seem to me to uh, really disrespect story and how I know story work in people's writing. Um, so what did I just read? I just read Annie Lamott's, uh, one, an Annie Lamott book that was published in 2000. Uh, 17 or 18, and she said, um, uh, story, story abideth, story abideth for us all. Hmm. Tom just ran out of gas here. Go ahead, reach. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with everything you said. A story for me, I'm looking at it in a, in a little bit different way. Um, I'm trying to to be an anti-racist like everybody else, not just talking about it, but, but trying to do something. And one of the ways I think that's very powerful is valuing every child's story and having them write their story and honor that story, their language, their culture that goes with it through poetry, um, through uh, mm -hmm. a vignette from part of their life, um, writing about something that happened that, um, the story of their life uh, and, 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 and using story in a way that even though that story that you've just written was very painful, perhaps you're working uh -huh. with older kids, um, 
your story is not foretold by what's happened so far, but your story can be changed. And using story in that way is part, a part of what I'm working on now, that you have the power to rewrite your story that might seem preordained, you know, because of your circumstances, because of your housing, lack of resources, but it's not, you know. So I see our job as educators as being opportunity makers. And one way to do that is to get kids to write and first to value their own stories, which is so, so powerful. And then I would model, of course, you know, I would share, I would share one of my stories that, that shaped me. And it would be probably about my grandmother, you know, who never went to school, but never fit, got past fifth grade because she had to support her family and didn't consider herself a writer. But when I would stay overnight with her, she'd pull out this big brown box from the top of her closet and she was writing her stories down, but didn't consider herself a writer. Uh-huh. Wow. 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 But she yeah. was. Yeah. So. Kind of, you, you both speak um kind of a sense of empowerment but you know self-empowerment too with tom writing in the study halls and and your grandmother writing but not identifying um as a writer themselves and um i noted in tom's book here on page four just your first activity here tom says give yourself 15 minutes longer if you need it write about why you write what you get out of it and what rewards writing holds for you maybe you're not articulated that before uh, don't be afraid to ramble. Joey wasn't with faith and fearlessness right through to the truth. Mm. So I've heard that phrase before, right through to the truth. Uh, Tom, can you say more about that? Right through to the truth. From last June until um, January, I wrote a memoir that I'm trying to find a publisher to read. And that's not always easy uh, since it's not really a Heinemann book or a Stenhouse book or a Scholastic book. But um, you know, a lot of times I'm just trying to tell things as truthfully as I can, the way I remember, the way that I imagine it. Because, you know, like that giant story, I was thinking about that. Um, I, I mean, I think there's truth in there. Uh, there's there's a, a lot that's um, made up. And what I mean is, uh, I don't remember... Uh, that like I, I say, Joe Keister, there's a character who said that's Paul Bunyan, right off the bat. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't remember that. that I don't remember that happened. But my, I, I did have a, my dad had a friend named Joe Keister, and, and and I found out some way that he that that wrestler was Paul Bunyan, and so I invented that. Um, you know, there's a there's a book called Inventing the Truth, and it's about writing memoirs. Um, and, and so there's a lot of, you know, a lot of places in there where I think I did invent the truth, although I, I stayed close to the emotions, I'm pretty sure I remember feeling, and some of the things that were indelible memories, like um, when he would, uh, I think I wrote that he would put, put forward it and all his hair would go over his face, and then he would go like that and comb it like that and then push it forward. That's an indelible memory. Um, I really believe in those for sure. And I wanna get, um, I wanna get kids, whether they're uh, 
elementary school kids or graduates and uh, uh, graduate students in a class, I want them to start um, start trying to find those indelible moments or indelible memories. They don't usually last very long. And I want them to write about those. I have gotten, I, I think the last um, two or three things that I have published in English journal um, were, were came from me writing in my college class with my undergraduates. And I wrote, I asked them to find indelible moments and I, I did that too with them and developed that into a piece of writing in which I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to stay close to how I remember and how I think. Um, so yeah, yeah, writing through to the truth. Yeah. I, think, I think one of the, uh, sec I used to tell the kids the secrets of what writers do is that when they write memoir, I remember working with fifth graders on this, that um, you can't possibly remember what was said, what somebody said five, six years ago. No. So you have to invent that dialogue, but the feelings mm. are true. And as long as you stay true to the feelings, right, yeah. then it's going to work because you can't remember, you know, exactly what happened, but you do, those feelings are there. Yeah. You know, you mentioned dialogue, Regie. That's probably, I always, I always thought in schools, that's the great underused form of uh, expression that kids don't put dialogue in their, in their pieces. And I love, I love dialogue. When I'm reading a novel, <laughs> I love turning the page and see those indentations, you know? Um, and yeah, so yeah, I, I want to, I want to invent that dialogue that moves my story along. I think that's a, mm -hmm. Makes for good reading. Mm -hmm. Really reveal characters and and what they're thinking and and move things along in the plot. Um, and as you said, evoke that feeling. Um, and you both use journals, uh, notebooks, I should say. How do you use them specifically? Everyone has a different method to help. You know, not just document experiences, feelings, and and moments, but also to 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 generate more writing and, and document your reading. Um, Rigi, how do you use notebooks uh, specifically? I was just going to grab my notebook and um, let me just find it. Start with time sure. or something. All right. <laughs> uh, you know, um, I have friends, uh, you know, Penny Kittle and um, Linda Reef. Uh, their notebooks are just beautiful. I mean, they they write in them, but they also draw in them. And you know they're they're aesthetically pleasing on their own. I think what they're creating, and you know I also know that Penny a lot of times will, if she's writing a piece for Voices from the Middle or uh, any other publication, that she will often draft in the notebook. I don't do that. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. I uh, if I have a piece I know I'm going to write. Um, I might doodle a little bit in the notebook, but when when I I would get out of a yellow pad and um, I and part of the reason I use a yellow pad instead of drafting on the computer is because I like to drink coffee and I don't want it to get cold too quickly. So uh, I could write with my left hand and drink coffee with my other hand. Um, but uh, yeah, so but you know my the way I use the the journal is pretty much to um, uh, collect collect things people say, things I notice, rambling around in my thoughts. You know, in, in this, uh, you know, as I told you that I would, um, I would start to write on a notepad if I had something 
that I wanted to write for publication. I just thought of an exception to that. When I was, um, when I came home from uh, Italy in 2018, my wife and I spent two weeks in Italy. And when we came back, I had some things to write about. And I wrote about them um, discursively in my notebook for, went on for several pages. And when I was uh, writing in this memoir, and I came to the chapter that, that had to do with that subject matter, I, I went to my notebook and, and typed a lot of that stuff in, uh, you know, that I used for the chapter then. So, you know, once, once in a while, I guess once in a while, I, I might uh, start an article or a, a chapter in there. Reggie, what about you? How do you use that notebook? Well, it, it depends what's going on in my life, right, at the time. So like the article that you have for me, Roaming Around the Known with an Adult Learner. I'm working right now twice a week tutoring a 54-year-old man, teaching him to read. And so that's been pretty fascinating. And so you've got the start of the story there. And now we've been working together for 10 months. And so, um, and I've always worked like this. So I have a notebook and it's just messy, but every everything, every time that I'm working with him, um, I'm writing down everything that he's saying, everything that we're doing, thoughts that come into my head um, after we this is like almost a full notebook just from working together and at some point um, you can see it's just a lot of writing there mm -hmm. what happened what I'm thinking I use it a lot for reflection and I know I'm going to write something from that I have no idea what it's going to be but it's the only way I can remember yeah and so I used to tell teachers even though you've got all those kids in front of you tell them, show them your notebook. Okay, kids, take out your book. I've got to write down what just happened because I don't want to lose it. You just can't remember even the actual words that somebody said. And a lot of the kids will start keeping their own notebook. I think of it more as a, a place to reflect. Yeah. And then I go back and, um, and look at it. Um, but this is such an intense thing that I'm involved in right now. So I have a whole notebook just devoted to yeah. that. Mm -hmm. And that's been really helpful because I wouldn't, there's no way I could remember some of the gems that he says. It helps me with my planning, uh -huh. helps with the writing. Um, and then I, I feel like I have a body of work there. Yeah. You know, you know um, I, um, I mean, who knows if I'll write another book, but when I would, when I'd have a professional book I wanted to write, I would go back to the, my notebooks from, from where the last book ended and I would read through everything for maybe three, four years just to see what I could pick up. Mm -hmm. and, and invariably, I picked up stuff that I had completely forgotten about that I, I was able to then use in the book. Mm. Oh, this is great. I could listen to this all day. Um, and normally, when I have more time, I send the questions ahead of time to, you know, for doing a podcast or something like that. But we can tell. Um, Tom and Reggie have no problems um, <laughs> speaking very uh, knowledgeably about this topic. But does anyone else have any questions for Tom or Reggie? Not a question. I just wanted to comment about Reggie's um, notebook. Since you encouraged me last time to start one, I have. And so I keep one at school about the different things that teachers are doing just to, Sweet. because that's what I like to write about is the work. So um, you inspired yeah, me to yeah. start that. So, <laughs> Reggie, where where did you uh, 
what gave you the idea to start uh, writing in a notebook regularly? When did you start that? I have no idea. <laughs> I had, I don't ever remember being told that I was a, a writer. I always wrote poetry for some reason, um, but it was the rhyming poetry. You know, mm -hmm. now, of course, it's all free verse poetry. I don't know. I think it was, um, you know, when I started this uh, first grade book flood, what was called this experiment in this, you know, in this school in Shaker Heights, where the kids were all failing in, in literacy. I, I just did. I just, I, mean, I got introduced to Tom Graves' work. Maybe it was something I read from him. I don't know. But I just, it just seemed to make sense. I couldn't remember. I wasn't smart enough to remember everything. And <laughs> yeah. so I had to write it down. What are the kids saying? What are they doing? What, what, what's the plan for the next day? Um, it wasn't a notebook in the sense of the way Penny keeps it. It wasn't like I'm thinking about writing ideas. It was, here's what I'm thinking about my life, about mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I did, because I want those of you that are teachers um, like me to also be bringing your life into the classroom. So in my last book, um, Literacy Essentials, I interwove stories, professional and personal stories into my book and then recorded them to speak them, which I think is really important because for, and you can, you can find that on my website if you wanted to see that. I think for kids whose stories are not valued, their culture is not valued, and even if they're having struggle with reading and writing, they can record their stories. That's uh -huh. so powerful. Oh my goodness, look, I'm a, and then they see it, you know, in writing and it makes them um, feel like they're a writer. So I've always, um, it's been always important to me to bring my life, not separate my, my life like this and cooking for my husband and not having hugged my grandkids yet and what that's like, to bring that into school as part of the stories that I tell. And then that helps kids value, oh, she's just writing about hugging somebody? Well, mm -hmm. I could write about that. <laughs> or um, just not to separate it as there's school writing and then there's home writing, you know. Right. Uh, it's I think of it as um, teaching, learning and living and they all go together. Ooh, there's also, a good title, Regie. I know I'm thinking about <laughs> that for my, my next book because I think we separated too much. Yeah. We separated too much. And that, you know, um, and, and Matt knows we've talked about this a lot because we've become good friends over the years. It's always all about relationships. You know, his are not going to sort of bear their soul if they if they haven't developed a trusting relationship with us right right and so that's true with school and it's true with with real life right everything is about trusting relationships mm -hmm. um so i think they all go together and so i don't know i just write whatever comes into my head so i, I don't want to forget it um and then i can go back to it i have like this um i probably have about eight notebooks over Oh, one notebook might last me, I don't know, six months, it might last me three months, it might last me two years. Uh -huh. And I keep everything in one notebook, so that I can find it. And then I just, yeah. so if I go to a conference, my notes are there. So I can always find what I'm looking for by the date. So I think it's a little different than, you know, just whatever works for you. Uh -huh. But they can yeah. also keep just a simple notebook, and reflect on their life and ideas and what they're thinking. And Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be complicated, you know. Just, just get it down. 
You know, well, I, I, can I say one other thing about, uh, you know, I, th I think that uh, writing in a journal notebook uh, uh, taught me how to write better. Um, I wish that a teacher had told me, had had me in high school, uh, keep a notebook, keep, start keeping a journal. Uh, because I didn't start writing in a journal until I was about, I would be about 24 years old. In the summertime, I was taking classes and I read Daniel Fader's Hooked on Books. And one of the things that he, you know, he had him reading paperbacks, huge uh, new thing then, right? Having these uh, juvenile delinquent kids read paperbacks and then also keep a journal. And I thought this is just the thing for, I had some kids uh, in a class ignominiously titled basic skills for juniors in high school. Wouldn't that turn you on? But I thought, you know, I, I, this is perfect for those kids to have them write a, a journal. And then I thought, well, I better, I better do this myself if I'm going to have them do it. And man, I was, uh, I've been hooked on that ever since. Yeah. Seems with both of you, you you know, as as the uh, the adults in the room or the teachers in the room, you you go first, and then the kids follow with your modeling.